Hello and welcome to Talking SME, our quick fire chat with business leaders. I'm Tracy Adams from 10 to 2. We're experts in flexible recruitment and consulting, and I'm very pleased today to welcome Chris O'Reardon, founder and MD of Firestarter Business Solutions, who provide business growth solutions to SMEs and corporates. Welcome, Chris, and thank you so much for joining me today. My absolute pleasure, Tracy. <laughs> so, by way of an introduction, to, to put this into context, this is our first podcast of the year, and it felt appropriate to cover a topic that resonates with it being the start of the year. You know, it's a fresh start, business owners, leaders may be coming back with that clear headspace. Teams feel ready to hit the ground running, you know, it's let's get out 2024, all that positive stuff about starting to deliver on the plan. Oh, but wait, where's the plan? So I'm sort of being a bit flippant about it, but with all the best will in the world, sometimes, and I understand this, the day-to-day -day operations and challenges of a business, particularly an SME, can consume your every waking hour and planning can get deprioritised. So in your experience, because I know you work with loads of SMEs, you know, is it commonplace to be planning at the start of the year either intentionally or unintentionally? So excellent question. And I think the answer is um, that many different businesses have many different approaches to planning. So I think you that I think everybody perhaps has this romantic notion that like proper planning processes start kind of um, sort of four months before the the new year commences, and everybody's going through deep thinking. Uh, but ex ex and, and often that, that that happens, especially in large businesses, mm. people get into quite rigorous planning processes. But I, I think the reality in a lot of SMEs is, as you say, that's just not something that gets enough airtime, um, just because the day to day is getting in the way. And I I always have a slight chuckle to myself when you find yourself kind of on the sort of 20th of December and people are saying, well, we really need to start thinking about our kind of our, our planning for next year. And I go, well, yes, it's literally two working days away. Uh, uh, so that, that that that's the thing. And then actually it's not uncommon um, for people to find themselves at the beginning of a new year, um, like moving into some kind of like planning process just because They've had a bit of a break and they think, right, now's the time I really need to get my head into gear. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so so it is quite common then. Um, so yeah. for anybody listening to this, they might well be in this situation. But so if they have left it to January, is there something to be worried about? Is it too late to have an impact in your business? You know, because it can be an involved process. So usually. So by the time you've done all of the planning, the thinking, the processing, the data, the putting it together, it could be into February or March. Yeah, and I think it's it's just worth considering exactly what you're trying to achieve with your planning as well. And I think people often run the risk of making it into a much bigger thing than they need to. Right. And one of the, one of the consequences of that, which I know we'll we'll, we'll touch on a little bit later, yeah. is that but by the time they've gone through the planning thinking and the planning process, they're so exhausted that actually doing something with it is it, 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 it is just not really that interesting to them or more yeah. to the point um, they spend so much 
mental energy doing the planning stuff yeah. um, that they've got to get back to the day job and therefore yeah. the planning stuff just gets put put to one side. So I think there's a there's a kind of um, it's almost a, a a mental kind of lens that you have to look at your planning process with and try and challenge yourself. What am I actually really trying to achieve with this? Um, yeah. And th there's definitely things you can do. And I'm, okay. I, I'm happy to share some some yeah. thoughts if that's useful. Have you got like a simple model or framework just to get going? You know, the just to get that sort of foot, you know, foot over the starting line, if you like, just to get going with it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's one model that I've seen used lots of times really successfully and certainly something that, that I've used myself on many occasions. And it it, it, it plays out with a few different variations. But yeah. um, I like to sort of call it a strategic intent exercise as opposed yeah. to a business planning or a kind of major strategy yeah. kind of exercise. But the way the way the strategic intent exercise works is uh, and it's something you can literally do however often you want to do it but annually is a good thing to do so but it, it's quick um and it's it's i always kind of refer to examples of people like winston churchill who wrote whole war and battle strategies on the single side of a4 and i kind of my, my, my mind is if if that was good enough for that then probably most smes can write the fundamentals of their their business plan on on, on a single side of a4 okay um, but but the way the strategic intent um exercise works is um, there's five topics you just need to get some clarity on in your own mind. Um, and what you do is, my, my favorite window to do it for is a three-year window, because I think three years is a good window to think about what your strategic intent is, because five years, people often talk about five-year plans and things like that. Five years is a little bit kind of, it's a bit too far away to feel real. One year is sometimes a bit too close to be realistically achievable so doing a three-year strategic intent exercise is a really powerful thing to do and all you do is you pick you pick five topics uh which are which are financial product team process and leadership those five topics and like there's loads of material on this we can share with people but those five topics all you do is you just like challenge yourself um to answer what is my strategic intent what am i actually trying to do in each one of these five areas in the next three years so for example with financial yeah. people yeah. tend to do something like um I, I want to have turnover of this size yeah. in three years time or i want to have this amount of money in the bank or i want to yeah. be making this amount of profit so it's something you can do quite straightforwardly with product people start to say, well, actually, at the moment, we're selling marketing these type of things um, to these type of people. But actually, in three years time, we want it to look like this. So yeah. we're, we're selling lots of system A, but in three years time, we don't want to be selling system A, we want to be selling system B. Um, for team, it's kind of at the moment, my team looks like this. In three years yeah. time, I want it to look like this. Yeah. For process, it's at the moment, I haven't got very good systems. I haven't got very good processes. In three years' time, I want it to look like this. And then for leadership, that's usually for SME leaders, yeah. founders, that's the question about themselves, yeah. which is like a real big challenge for most SME leaders and owners that they are 
hugely involved in lots of elements of their business. Yeah. Uh, and most SME leaders and owners have aspirations to not absolutely operate like they do now. And in, for, so with the strategic intent, it's what do I want to be doing in my business in three years time? So generally speaking, one or two sentences on each okay. one of those five things gets you massively advanced. Generally speaking, you can do that exercise in half an hour, 45 okay. minutes. Yeah? yeah. And it gives you real, real clarity. The next thing to do, yeah. um, simple, simple, simple exercise is to take yeah. that three year strategic intent and just say, well, if I want to achieve that in three years, yeah, what do I need to have done by the end of this year? Okay, yeah. And that pretty well does your plan for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because it pretty well gives you that kind of direction of travel. Everything else can hang off. Um, and it's a it's such a simple exercise. It really gets people murdering. OK, so in it, I've got in my mind the picture of an A4 piece of paper with five boxes in a way yeah. and just a few words, a few sentences, That's which, all you need. Yeah. which is probably a nice feeling that you've got something on paper. Yeah, um, we'll we'll maybe come on to sort of that sort of data gathering exercise shortly as well. Um, yeah. But I think I think we'll, with planning, there you've touched on it. I've talked about it. With you know, I think it's really common that you do that bit, you get it all on paper, and then it just gets put aside while the day to day operations, business as usual, kicks in and it gets deprioritized again. Yeah. Um, so, in and, and I know you say, look, it might be your three-year vision, but actually, just assume you're looking at what you want to do by year one. Yeah. Um, you know, is there? Have you got any tips on how someone can make themselves? It's almost a behavioural thing, I think. Almost, you know, to, to to how do they get to stick to that plan? How do they start implementing or executing some of that? Because that's um, often the hardest step. Is that you can do if you in half an hour you can do the thinking the actual doing yeah so i think the um the there's sort of two things i would or two or three things i would kind of throw into the mix here so the first thing is that this concept of uh if you get your strategic intent straight which is what we've just been talking about what you can then do is think about and again it's a, it's an exercise you can do relatively straightforwardly so i, I just explained identify your three-year strategic intent, then think, well, if I want to achieve that uh, in three years, what do I need to achieve in the next year? But you can yeah. go again. Like You can go, well, if I want yeah. to achieve that this year, what do I need to have achieved by the end of June? Yeah. And okay. if I want to achieve that by the end of June, what do I need to have achieved by the end of March? Yeah. And if I want to achieve that by the end of March, what do I need to achieve this month? Yeah. yeah. And actually, that's 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 sort of big tip one, which is break it down yeah. and almost you've done the thinking on your, on your, your big plan. Now all you want to do is think, well, what what are the one or two things I absolutely need to do this month that are going to move this forward? So that's going to big, big tip one. Um, yeah. the, the other thing is that you have, in my opinion, you have to create some kind of accountability framework mm -hmm. for yourself. And there's loads of different ways you can do that. So I kind of, and I still do it to this day, I, I have an accountability buddy, for want of a yeah. better expression, yeah, um, and every week I do a I do a 60 minute call with uh, someone who is my accountability buddy to yeah. hold myself to account, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's really powerful and that can be anybody, yeah, yeah. frankly, yeah. it has to be someone you kind of trust and whose opinion you respect, but having that kind of um, 
because uh, what one of the challenges for most SME bosses and owners is they they the accountability sort of algorithm is a bit um diluted because they can go oh, well I didn't do it but it doesn't really matter yeah? yeah but if you create if you create someone that you are accountable to it makes a big difference the yeah. other thing is depending on size of business you and uh, we do this we've seen lots of clients do this you create a sort of a, a distillation of the the few things the the we call it the vital few the vital few things yeah. that you must execute in your business this year that are going to okay. make the real difference so that connects really closely generally to that strategic intent but like if you if you've done the thinking properly again not in a long period of time you can look at your strategic intent and you can say this year if we're going to achieve this these are the vital few things we must execute and then you can you can hopefully depending on the size of your business you can deploy that out amongst three or four different people so everybody has got a kind of thing that they own and then again you create a kind of an accountability forum where once a month everybody who owns one of the vital few has to sing for their supper and sort of say well in the last month i have done this and in the next month i'm going to do this yeah and you create this whole accountability culture yeah. amongst yourselves yeah really yeah. works honestly yeah yeah that, that's that's really helpful because i think often plans a plan could sit there on a desk and be in yeah. your head um, and you might be accountable to someone externally, mm-hmm. but you haven't brought the team into it yet. You know, you haven't yep. communicated with the team. And and like you say, putting in that time, those and you mentioned earlier about regular reviews, it might be a, a three, three a month, quarterly, monthly yep. review. It is again, it's that internal accountability. So it's visible. Everybody is is aware. Yeah, there's a kind of um, I, I'm a sort of big fan of um, Stephen Covey um, and the Seven Habits book. Yeah. which if people haven't read like yeah. you can either read it or google it and you get a very nice yeah. synopsis of it yeah. but one one of the things that always struck me from that book is there's a description that says the difference between effective people and non-effective people is that sort of your average joe kind of spends a lot of time prioritizing their schedule yeah whereas the people that make a real impact schedule their priorities and that's yeah. that's the point yeah so they kind of yeah. say we're going to make time every month to do this because this is the thing that's going to yeah. move us forwards yeah, yeah. and it's, it's it's that little bit of kind of nuance that makes a big difference i think so so, so far I, I think you know recapping what we've got we've got a, a simple way a one side of a4 to get some thoughts onto paper correct and and this accountability this setting time aside you know putting those monthly meetings in place in the diary for everybody so there's accountability there and, and your yeah. own but but those are two simple straightforward it makes it sound so simple <laughs> uh, and also knowing knowing yourself as well like knowing yeah. yourself so kind of like I another principle I, I use the first things first principle which is kind of I I will make time not every day but certainly on a weekly basis to say I'm going to spend two hours I don't care what chaos happens in the rest of the world yeah because yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. the, the work will come again like the chaos will come again I'm yeah. going to spend two hours and I'm going to do this work come what may yeah. yeah and it's just having a little bit of that discipline yeah. but also understanding that um, I think one of the one of the benefits of the accountability, like like making yourself accountable to other people and making other people accountable to you to do this, is it it forces you to put that side of time that uh, time aside. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 
actually the worst case output from it, which I know this with my accountability buddy, is that if I haven't done the work that I was supposed to do, I do it at Monday, five o'clock, yeah. I have my session with this guy uh, every Monday. If I haven't yeah. done the work, then we will use that hour to move the work forwards. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're still moving it forwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. OK, so so in we've sort of got a picture of the plan and, and a way of making it accountable. Now, obviously, plans require data, information. Yeah. You know, it, it's fine having your sentences, but I guess we know that you need to have measurable objectives. And I think this can sometimes be a bit daunting for business owners to gather the data. It may be in an SME. It's a bit harder to gather data. Yeah. So um, any tips with, with that, any sort of, you know, focus on specific measurable targets to make it feel a bit more achievable, a bit more uh, um, of a shorter process, a quicker process? I mean, I think my 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 go to sort of position on this is that obviously Firestarter is a business that focuses on improving sales performance. So I, I come with a sales bias. But my go-to kind of position on this is that actually all businesses are just, um, without devaluing all of our life's work, uh, um, all businesses are just a sum of the things that they sell, yeah? So we sell this kind of thing, we sell this kind of thing, we sell this kind of thing, we sell this kind of thing. And actually most businesses, by the time they kind of distill it, have have frankly got four or five different groupings of mm. things of product grouping product lines solution lines that they sell and actually most strategies are based on the evolution of the paths of those various different sales lines so kind of at a really high level people either want to sell more of this and less of that yeah. or the same amount of this or expect this to go up that to go yeah. down yeah. and actually when you start looking at it like that you realize that everything is connected to that so mm-hmm. the like the profitability of your business is connected to the mix of stuff you're selling because some things yeah. are more profitable than others the people you've got in your business are connected to what you're selling because you need people that are yeah. able to sell this thing people that are able to deliver this thing um and actually when you start to realize that it becomes relatively straightforward because frankly your your progress is going to be dependent on the execution of your your sales success yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and if and and so i'm a massive believer that most most trends can be kind of captured in two ways quarterly trends i love a quarterly trend okay because like if you track trends quarterly like this yeah. quarter we sold this much next quarter we sold this much the next quarter we yeah. sold this much like you you start to see the slower moving trends in your business and that's a really nice thing to track mm. the other thing i'm a massive believer in is that most things that you're trying to influence in terms of behaviors and trends six or eight weeks of going at it will tell you like what's going what's going on yeah so like i i think businesses get themselves into a um a bit of a spin with metrics and kpis sometimes the like if you're tracking your slower moving trends your quarterly trends it really tells you what the underlying thing happening in your business is and if you are if you're trying to change something and make it happen and you you track it forensically for a short period of time it will 
like yeah. we want to be we want to be reaching out to 100 people a week like week one yeah. we did 20 week two we did 25 week three yeah. like it starts to tell you stuff yeah um, yeah it affects the way you do stuff yeah and, and and absolutely if you think about it that way it makes it it really distills it into almost one figure you know it, it's yeah. sales it's sales yeah. Really? And also, like one of my all-time, all-time, I don't know who said it, but it made me laugh massively. Is like people talk about KPIs, and kind of you go, "What are your KPIs?" And they say, "Well, we got this one, that one, this one, that." And before you know it, kind of they've listed twenty-five KPIs. And I remember somebody once say, "Well, they're not, they're just PIs because they're not KPIs because like yeah. KPIs is three or four things." Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. And that's it. Pick three or four things to to track. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Fabulous. So, so I think um, hopefully in the sort of the past 10, 15 minutes, that's a bit of speed planning yeah. advice tips. But if you could finish with one final tip today, what would it be? Um, one big oof, takeout. I think probably <laughs> for most. Most businesses, not just SMEs, and it's, it's it's sometimes hard to think about this, uh, thing like this. But for most SMEs, especially, it is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. Slow and steady wins the race. Continuous yeah. improvement wins the race. Understanding what you want your business to look like and accepting that you're going to move marginal gains. You've got to constantly move forward marginal gains. But if you just, you know, there's all kinds of like rhetoric, isn't there? If you improve by 1% a day, you've improved by 365% in a year, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that is it, I think. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, don't, I, I would not confuse business planning with yeah. kind of something too over grandiose. I think yeah. it's kind of like, like nail nail your principles nail your strategic intent and then just slow and steady execute it and you'll get there absolutely and I think it's what we were talking about before the podcast wasn't it that we're talking about this in January because it feels like January is the right time to be talking about it although some business businesses should will have done this back in September October you know but actually what you've said is a process that should be applied regularly, repeatedly, but could be started at any point. Yeah, and it's, any it's, point. A, new, it's, it's a New Year's resolution kind of yeah. myth, isn't yeah. it? Like, uh, yeah. I must make seven New Year's resolutions yeah. because it's a new year and it's all going to be brilliant. And, you know, we all know that the reality is in most cases they're they're sort of out the window within three weeks. So yeah. it, you, you, you fall into the same trap with, with business planning, actually. Uh, and it's much more important to be clear on where you're trying to go yeah. and then be repeatedly executing to move yeah. towards it. Perfect. That's that's fantastic, Chris. Thank you. I think we that's a whistle stop tour of yeah. speed, a speed tour of speed planning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, you know, I, there's nothing more I want to ask at this point. You've given me a top tip. So all that's left to say is thanks for joining me this morning. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. And Likewise. Thank you, Chris. And to our listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Look out for future episodes coming soon.